Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. John Jastrzemski. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. And Sports Radio 66. WFAN. Alrighty, let's roll, baby. It's 7.05 here on this Friday evening. It feels like a late happy hour. It's always a late happy hour on these Friday shows because, listen, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, right? It's JJ, John Jastrzemski. We're keeping you company for the next four hours right here on The Fang. Get aboard at 877-337-6666. We have the split tag team. Peter Hoffman. The Shark, Paul Rosenberg, is back in New York on the other side of the glass. You got Mac and Mr. Met to have your updates at the top of every hour. We're with you up until 11 o'clock at night. Then it will be the schmooze, Stevie Summers. He's coming your way then, the fan right here in New York City. And I know that Friday for a lot of us ended up being a very, very tough day because of everything that's going on with the return from the pandemic monitoring spikes in cases. And I know a lot of people are very, very concerned that you see the Blue Jays and the Phillies shutting down their facility, that you're seeing a bunch of Clemson football players testing positive with the virus. Folks, I am no doctor. I am no expert. I'm not the least bit surprised by this. There was going to be an uptick in the amount of cases because of the amount of tests. And as you slowly but surely start to put people back on that path of getting back to work, on that path of doing more out and about activities, on that path of getting sports up and running, which I know is something that somebody like me and many of you, I would hope all of you, are rooting like crazy to see in some capacity because, look, it's a part of our DNA, it's a part of what we do, and Just for sanity, livelihoods, you name it. You miss that nightly occurrence of being able to watch a game. So, of course, I was alarmed to see that a bunch of these facilities are shutting down. But again, I'm not surprised. And basically, the question in all of this is going to be how you can safely go about getting leagues up and running, getting a bunch of guys into a facility, 
being around them, and what you do when indeed there is a positive test. But I think we're at a point, folks, you know, we're almost four months into this whole ordeal. I mean, we basically shut down what? Middle of March? It is now June the 19th. We're moving closer and closer to July and August and September. And listen, I don't want to make it like I am some sort of expert here on when we should and when we shouldn't because I really don't know. And if you have a problem in which hospitalizations are being overrun like we had earlier in New York, then yeah, you kind of have no choice. But, I mean, you can't be of a certain, well, we're never, ever, 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 ever going to open anything up until we have a vaccine. I don't think we can operate that way. Because too many people are just going to be affected in too many ways. And it's not trying to be insensitive. We all know somebody probably who has been affected by this virus one way or another. But there's this element of doing it and getting back to a proper and safe protocol. So, listen, the golf is seeing it. The UFC has been seeing it. Now these other sports, as they slowly but surely try to get up and running, it's like a day-by-day-by-day type of deal where it's like, who's testing positive? How exactly can you isolate them? How exactly can you get them back? And how exactly can you recover? Look, it's as frustrating as anything. I mean, it really is. Because... You were hoping that you'd reach a point where this would maybe fade and fade and fade. It's not going to fade. Until there is a vaccine, it's not going to fade. But it's the idea of, okay, it's a part of our lives. We're not going to have, boom, life as we know it, 100%, 0 to 100. Being able to ease in, slowly but surely. Can that take place with sports being a part of it? Man, I sure hope so. Because these last couple of months have not been pleasant. And I can only imagine what the next couple of months would look like if indeed we don't have the games back. So, at least this weekend, the golf provides you some entertainment. And I was watching some of that earlier in the day. I am not a horse racing guy by any means. But with the Belmont Stakes being here in the New York area, Kicking off the first leg of the Triple Crown. And I'm not even a horse racing guy. And I can tell you that's just flat out weird. The idea that the Belmont is the first event. And it's a shorter track. And heard Mike earlier going through a couple of the horses. I've had my guys sending me picks here, picks there. So we'll have to finalize at least two or three. Before we, you know, get it up and running. And there will be a couple of plays. Because after all, I'm going to be doing a show tomorrow night. I'm going to need something to root for. So, get ready for more of this, folks. And I got news for you. You're not going to see less when it comes to sports being affected here by COVID. You're going to see more of it because they're all coming back. Hopefully, there's some sort of resolution with baseball. And that's the amazing thing. You know, baseball has been fighting like crazy. Fighting like total fools, quite frankly, over the last three or four months. And in many ways, their biggest enemy should not be themselves. The biggest enemy should be the virus and getting back up and running. Because they can go through all these protocols. They can go through all of these pipelines. And yet, still a part of us. So this comes from Joel Sherman. Source, with three camps having to close today due to COVID-19, MLB is strongly considering closing all 30 camps again to cleanse and reestablish a system in which players will test 
regularly when they return. Right now, there is not a firm protocol for players using the facilities. Look, that's a good idea. I mean, that way you don't have a situation where you're going to shut down these camps again. That's a good idea as far as I'm concerned. Because right now, it's still, you know, you got Garrett Cole going to the mound at Yankee Stadium. You got a bunch of guys doing this in Tampa. Other guys doing this in Port St. Lucie. Are they coming and going as they please? I would bet. They may feel fine, but we all know the deal. It could be asymptomatic. Just ask Ezekiel Elliott. So having that sort of protocol in place before we get going, to me, makes perfect sense. Now, the other topic, big topic I wanted to get to, and it's where we ended the show yesterday. And I kid you not, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I went through social media this morning when I woke up. And I was up early today. I had an early tea time, terrible front nine, much improved back nine. It was one of those shorter courses. So like I look at my score and I'm like, wow. I really shot a little round. And then you see, you know, a couple more par four, uh, short par fours, a couple more par threes. And it's like, yeah, no wonder why you shot a lot lower than you normally do. Of course you did. But I wanted to get a sense for what you guys were thinking about my all-time Major League Baseball team that we unveiled yesterday. And you guys were fired the hell up about it, which is great. Listen, that's my job as a sports talk radio host, to engage, to entertain, to enlighten, and to get you guys thinking, to get the ball rolling as far as Anything that may come out of this convoluted mind. You guys were into it. And I would say from a debate standpoint, there were about four selections I made that had you guys very much split. See, there were a couple of these guys, if you are taking steroids out of it, and for those of you who missed the show yesterday, for those of you who do not follow me on social media, you're lost, by the way. John underscore Stramsky on Twitter. JJ Bombs 19 on Instagram. You don't want to miss that riveting, riveting content you're going to find. Trust me on that. But we unveiled my all-time baseball team with a little bit of a twist. I gave you from 1993 on. And the reason I used 1993 as a barometer is because it was the first year that I really started watching the game and got into the game and became a fan of the game. So for me, I thought it was a good launching point to take 1993, get it going as far as that goes, and pick a starting lineup, a DH, five starting pitchers, and two relievers. When it comes to the decisions that became, dare I say, polarizing, the most polarizing decision, hands down, that I heard from as far as critiques from Evan Roberts, our good buddy who decided to participate. Nice of him to do so. To a bunch of you guys on Twitter, Instagram, you name it. You guys seem to have a major problem with me putting Madison Bumgarner as my fifth starter over the likes of Kershaw, Verlander, Halliday, Felix Hernandez, Tommy Glavin, Kurt Schilling. I decided Bumgarner was going to be the pick. And I understand, regular season, Kershaw would take the kick. Can't fight you on that. Here's my biggest problem. His postseasons have not been average. His postseasons have been so bad that for me, I had to penalize him for that. Some of you will say, JJ, that's unfair. What about the lousy postseasons that Barry Bonds had? I can counter you with 2002. 
where Barry Bonds, even though he didn't win the World Series, played like a man possessed. Bombs off Troy Percival, dominating each round of the postseason. Bonds was brilliant in that 2002 run, all the way to Game 7 against the Anaheim Angels in the World Series. Can I see Clayton Kershaw do that once in his big league career? If he could do that maybe once, then I'd reconsider. But right now, I've not seen that. And I've seen Bumgarner go and basically be the best postseason pitcher I've ever seen in my life. And for those of you making the argument on Justin Verlander, I got news for you. Even though Verlander's got a couple Cy Youngs, even though Verlander has an MVP back in 2011, Verlander may be, statistically speaking, one of the bigger disappointments in the World Series over the last decade. He still has not won a World Series game. And... If we're talking ERA with Madison Bumgarner, Bumgarner has a lower career ERA. Let that sink in for a minute. Lower career ERA. So I had no problem putting Madison Bumgarner on that list. I knew I was going to take a lot of heat for it. I know I went against the grain, but I'm okay with that pick. Now, if there's one I could maybe audible in the true sense of giving you a designated hitter, because I admit, I kind of cheated a little bit. Because I basically gave you four outfielders. I went with three outfielders, and then I gave you Tony Gwynn. And there was no way in the world I was changing my outfield. As much as I love Tony Gwynn, Trout, Griffey, Bonds. I mean, we're talking about three immortal, all-time great type players. Yes, I'm putting Mike Trout in that category. That's how dominant he's been since he's coming to the league in 2012. I mean, every single year, basically, he's been the best player in the sport. But... I took Tony Gwynn, put him as the DH, and I wanted to reward what I saw early in my baseball life. A guy who's hitting 394 in the strike year. A guy who never, ever, ever hit on the, the 300 mark, which is an incredible achievement to speak of. But if I was going with a prototypical DH, if you said, JJ, you have to go with a prototypical DH, it would probably leave me about four or five choices. Because he's done it enough as his in his career, you could put Miguel Cabrera there. Big Poppy, of course, would be there. Manny Ramirez, of course, would be there. And Edgar Martinez. And if I had to go with one of those four, it probably would be Miguel Cabrera for me. With the triple crown, dominance, high average, power, you name it. My infield, though, I felt pretty good about. Pujols, Alomar. And I know some people are trying to make the case for Biggio. Some people are trying to make the case for Jeff Kent. Some people were trying to make the case for Chase Utley, who, I know the Mets fan doesn't like to hear this, is one of my favorite players of all time. I mean, Chase Utley could play for my team any day of the week, and I know a lot of Mets fans didn't like to slide, and I wouldn't like it if it were against my team in the playoffs. If somebody on your team made that sort of play, he'd be the conquering hero around that. Anybody who would say otherwise is a fool. I'm sorry, you're a fool. If Chase Utley slid into a middle infielder breaking up a double play, Allowing your team to tie a game in a series in which you're down 1-0? You think you'd vilify it? I'm calling BS on that. Major, major BS on that. But as much as I appreciate Utley's game, I can't put him ahead of Robbie Alomar. And I know some of you, and I noticed they got polarizing with two guys. Jeter, Piazza. It's like a certain group of people wanted to keep both off the list. Intangibles and everything that Jeter brought to the table, there's no way in the world I was leaving him off an all-time team list. I couldn't do it. And when it comes to Piazza and Pudge Rodriguez, 
I think the defense of Pudge Rodriguez was incredibly overrated throughout his career. And I know a lot of people are going to say, JJ, what the hell are you talking about? And I understand he had as good a throwing arm as you're ever going to say. Pudge Rodriguez, though, you go back to his days in Texas, it felt like he went out of his way to basically put down fastballs so that he could be throwing runners out left and right and maybe didn't care about the overall body of work within his pitching staff. Now, he did a fabulous job with the Marlins in 03. I'll give him credit for that. You want to give him some love for 2006? Sure. With the Tigers? You could. But to me, Piazza called the great game and was hands down the best catcher I've ever seen in my life. So from that standpoint, going with Big Mike and going with Derek Cheetah, I didn't really hesitate much on that. So now that I've given you my team, and I'll give it to you one more time in case you missed it. Piazza behind the dish. Pujols at first. Alomar at second. Jeter at short. A-Rod at third. Bonds, Griffey, Trout out in the outfield. Gwynn is my DH. My polarizing pitching choice was Bumgarner. The other four, I think, are no-brainers. Clemens, Maddox, Pedro. Randy Johnson in some order. And then I went Mariano and John Smoltz in the bullpen. I know, I got a little cute there. Throwing John Smoltz in as a reliever. But hey, three years of dominance. And in a big game, you wouldn't think twice over Trevor Hoffman or Billy Wagner. You'd want John Smoltz on that team. And I tried to get creative finding a way to get John Smoltz on that team. But I tweeted it out. I've given you another chance here. Where did I get it right? Where did I get it wrong? When it comes to the all-time baseball team in my lifetime, 1993 and beyond. We got a lot to get to. Get aboard, 877-337-6666. We'll get to the saga involving Jamal Adams, and I think it basically comes down to one simple fact. Jamal Adams can talk a big game. Jamal Adams could talk about wanting to be a Jeff for life. I think Jamal Adams wants his ticket out of here. Anyway, anyhow. And the way he's handled the last few weeks leads me to believe he wants out. Anyway, anyhow. Your calls, your reaction, a whole lot of fun. Get it all rolling right after this. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.